It was one of those surprising fine late afternoons in December that often follow upon many sad days of wind and rain and fog in Newchester. The winter sun had shone all day and had failed to warm anyone. There was frost in the air and excitement. Christmas was only a week away. The red sun slanted below the mist and lengthened the shadows in Atkins Street, a pleasant street that had curved graciously down towards the River Tame since it was built in 1815. Its present title was a sop to the Lord Mayor of Newchester, a great philanthropist. There was a theatre in Atkins Street, the Theatre Royal, with a colonnaded portico and bright hoardings that announced the Christmas pantomime, Cinderella. There were several fine bay-fronted houses in Atkins Street. There were solicitors' offices with brass plates, typewriting agencies, multiple chain stores, oddly housed in fine buildings that had once been high-class city residences. And there was a cab rank, composed of smart black Austin motorcars and a solitary growler. The evening mist, lurking down back lanes in gutters, seemed to rise and hang, shimmering in front of the shop windows. As the daylight failed, the electric light in these shops became important. Oranges and lemons, crackers and bowls of glacé cherries, brilliantly jacketed children's books and festoons of Christmas cards proclaimed the season of the year. Scarlet was the predominant colour. The oranges glowed like the sun. The glacé cherries glittered like precious stones in their cave. The Christmas cards were, perhaps, more intellectually exciting. Natasha de Vivian and her friend Miriam Birdseye paused on the pavement to consider a bookshop. Their arms were full of parcels, their faces were flushed with cold and generosity and childish apprehension about Christmas. This, said Natasha, in her slow, elegant Russian voice, is the part that I am loving most about Christmas. Natasha's voice was not so obviously Russian that it might be described phonetically by the syllables boo, boo, boo. It was, nevertheless, a little odd. You mean the weeks beforehand, dear? said Miriam Birdseye absently. She disengaged an unpleasant street child from her shopping bag. Not today, thank you, she said to it severely. I will not give you a penny for singing a carol. Christmas Eve is the time for carols. She turned to Natasha and agreed with her. Yes, said Miriam. The weeks before Christmas are fun, but I'm not so certain myself about Christmas itself. These two ladies stared at their reflections in the winking plate glass window of the high-class firm of Knutson, Maud and Panda, stationers and booksellers, Newchester. I hate book tokens, said Miriam suddenly. They spoil everything. Two. At the same time, Johnny de Vivian, Natasha's ex-husband, sat gloomily in the front row of a non-stop variety theatre in London. His decree absolute had come through that morning. He was deeply depressed.
Even faced by the undeniable fact that Natasha had run away from him, he had believed, until the very last moment, that Natasha would contrive something, send him some sign to show that she didn't want to be divorced. Natasha was a white Russian and an ex-ballet dancer. This had made her a little unstable and difficult. But God knows Johnny didn't want a divorce. He adored Natasha. He had only agreed to it to please her. He had no idea how hopelessly lonely it would make him. Oh dear, he wished he was dead. And as for the theatre, Natasha's beloved drama, he hated it. It bored him stiff.